0: Okay, folks. so thanks for for coming along today for this podcast Um, We've what what we've got assembled is some members of the mentoring team for the Leading from the Middle programme and I just wanted to introduce myself first. I'm Rob Sibley and I look after the Leading from the Middle programme. I'll be sort of chairing, if that's a word, uh, this little discussion we're going to have around mentoring of uh, Leading from the Middle delegates. And what I'd like you to do just briefly is introduce yourself so that we know on the recording who's who. To Can we start with you first, Callie?
1: Yes, I'm Callista Francis, also known as Callie. Um, I've been a mentor on the Leading from the Middle programme for the last three years.
2: Thank you very much. Everton? Yes, my name is Everton Burke. And like Callie, I've been on the uh, mentoring side of this programme for three years.
0: Thank you very much. And finally, Daisy.
3: I'm Daisy Agatine-Louise and um, I've been on the programme as a mentor for the last three years.
0: So welcome and thank you very much uh, for agreeing to join in this discussion. I wanted to to start off by asking you really how you find the people that you work with. So what are the mentees like that you actually work with? And can I just ask Callie and then we'll just go round? um around
1: you all as we just did so certainly um the mentees i've worked with have been very uh, wide and varied in terms of of their experience and and also um their positions at curriculum and non-curriculum within um their organizations i've always found mentees very keen to learn um And for some of them, this has been the first experience they've had of mentoring. So they um, at first are a bit apprehensive, but certainly um, come on board with it and get a lot out of the mentoring
2: part of the programme.
0: Thank you. And Deverton? Yes,
2: um, I agree with everything that Kelly says. I've uh, had some wonderful mentees who are really um in it from the very beginning you know really engage with it there are others who i i have won over shall we say as we have gone along um but in the main that they have all positive about it and welcome the opportunity to be on such a program brilliant
0: thank you and daisy anything to add from your perspective
3: um yes it's um uh, very much agree with uh, Callie and Everton which, with with their initial uh, uh, comments, and um, just to add that those who have been in leadership for a while uh, are that they tend to be the ones are a little bit more apprehensive. They, you know, as as Everton said, they may not see initially why they're on the program, but with uh, Our approach—I think we all slightly different in our approach—but I find that uh, overall, with our uh, collectively, our approach, we win them over, and in many, many times over. And uh, and it's pleasing to to see that, especially especially towards the end of the program, when it comes to uh, presenting their project.
2: Daisy makes a really good point there about apprehension, because it's not in the main; it's not a a desire not to be on the program it's they don't know what to expect and so they're they're quite apprehensive about it and so it takes a little bit of time that for them to trust us and yeah. then they settle in and we're away
0: and you and you said Daisy that um you won them over what sort of what sort of techniques what sort of things are you saying to them to win them over well
3: my approach to that is um Having been in, in FE for many, many years, uh, I share my experience, but obviously in drip, drip phases, not totally uh, upfront. Uh, and it's that sharing of my experience as and when I see relevant and applicable, where they can relate to it. And gradually um, that helps in most cases, that helps to get them to see that uh, um they too will have something to get out of the program, something that they may not have thought of, even at that uh, later stage of their own uh, um, uh, leadership. And, 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 I, and I think the name itself, leadership, is different to management. And whilst many of them would have their own views and their own ideas about leadership and management, it's focusing on the leadership aspect of the program and how... It will help them. I use the word strengthen and enhance for the majority of my older um, uh, mentees who have been in, in leadership for a while. So I tend not to go in as you will learn this that, and the other. It will enhance what you already know. You already have that uh, skill set in X, Y, Z. And, and hopefully, if you have the open mindset, it will enhance this, that, and the other.
0: Did you, so i think you may be referring to there's some degree of empathy that you're showing towards these mentees and then accepting that as empathy and therefore respecting what you tell them if you like or what you advise them to do is that is that true do you think yeah okay yeah, so, yes absolutely sorry. yeah sorry. i i would
1: i would um, add to that as well um, Rob, I do think it's, it is it's about empathy but um, I, for me I think it's about initially listening because sometimes it's the first time that anybody's really truly listened to them um, and given them the time to, to air their views their fears, their hopes, their expectations um, and as a mentor I think building that taking that time to build the rapport to begin with is what wins them over
0: yeah yeah
2: definitely that that is such a strong statement you know just listening to them you know the opportunity to for them to talk you know sometimes you know they say this is confidential isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it is it's just between us and then you know they relax they open up i also feel that we win them over certainly by being honest and open with them yeah um i i remember saying to to the group i had you know i I experienced this imposter syndrome for the first time when i became an assistant principal i'd never felt it before i'd always gone from job to job up the ladder confident raring to go then i hit this thing called assistant principalship and i was like not it's like all my knowledge just disappeared out of my head you know what am I doing here I don't and the amount of people said oh my gosh I've been there you know and so that they know that we have walked that road before and that and gives course, them that empathy to come on board
0: and of course we clearly outline to them all what the expectations are of them mm. and what they might have of you. and I think that's that's part of setting the scene isn't it and, and if you like, establishing that relationship, which uh, is obviously so very important in the whole thing being a success. So can I, can I ask you next, then, what sort of challenges in general? I mean, we don't need to be confidential about this or enter the realms of confidentiality. What sort of challenges mentees face? And are there any particular themes that emerge over the different cohorts you've dealt with? And can I ask Everton for you to respond first?
2: Um, the challenges uh, for them some of them they want to be a bit more strategic and they just feel that they keep getting pulled into the operational side of things and I said well that's alright because that that's where you are you know, you, you're not a senior leader you're not into looking at the world strategically, you're into making sure your team operates um, so that's one of the big challenges for them um, culturally um, challenging staff about underperformance is another of their challenges. They uh, th- they find that difficult to do. I found that in speaking to them that they shy away from that, and they openly say that they don't like it. And I, I and I try and get across to them: don't look at it as a as a fight, as a negative thing. Look at it as you're doing something that you need to change and, you know, take it that gentle approach rather than shout, shout, point, point. And some of them are quite surprised that, yeah, of course, I don't have to be angry with them, actually. I can just sit down and have a conversation. So those are a couple of the challenges just to throw out. Great. Thanks. And
0: Daisy, what about you? What challenges do you think you've come across? Um, any common <laughs> things that you'd identify
3: very similar to what Everton said, and um, to add to that, um, staffing staffing issues in terms of absence they are pulled from every direction, and currently staffing uh, in terms of covering classes, in terms of um, of uh, supporting the staff who are absent. Mental health is a big, big, big issue at the moment, and um, and getting them to recognize as the manager, as Everton said, you know, your job is, is that operational side, but there's also the fear for me, the challenge for me is to make sure that as my mentees, they are also looking after themselves and they are not taking the world and everything else on their shoulder. And they, are, they, and they they know where to get support. I mean, we always ask this, don't we? Do you know who to contact if you've got any issue? We need to have the same approach for, you know, for our mentees as well and them for their staff. So that's a challenge really at the moment for you know, for them on
1: top of what Everton said.
0: Thank you, Daisy. And Kelly. anything to add to that in terms of themes or challenges?
1: I'd absolutely support what my colleagues have said here. Um, for me, I, I think one of the big ones is time um, and finding time, organising your time. Um, and delegating to others, and realizing that you can, and how to, um, and letting go of some things. Um, also, I think all of that comes down to setting one's own boundaries and making sure that they are are kept um, and they are they are clear, um, and that you honor them. Um, and sometimes I think that's difficult for middle managers particularly when managing upwards as I call it
0: great thank you so a good range of challenges there noted by all of you and, and, and you know different ones from all of you which is great can I ask you next then starting with Daisy if I'm I might how do you approach the mentoring of your cohorts would you, me could you
3: give me i need to let somebody in so
0: yeah okay okay can we go back to Callie then and ask you i'm, I'm, how I'm going
3: to mute now yeah
0: yeah all right Callie, how do you approach mentoring
1: um i think as i said before my my approach to mentoring is that this is a two-way thing um i very often say in my introductions to myself is that i'm I'm really looking forward to the program because I every time I come out of a session I've I've learned something it's every day's a learning day in the, in this role um and so I my approach is that we are equals um that we've 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 all all got something to to learn from each other and really it's about as i said before building that relationship and trust between the two of
0: us Daisy, are you back with us? You're on
3: mute. Yep, so what- So how do you approach
0: question? mentoring of your groups?
3: How do I approach mentoring of my group? Um, it, like I said earlier on, it does vary with, uh, as to where my mentees are in uh, their leadership and management position. If they are new, then the approach would be different to those who are fairly well established in their role. So, for example, um, if it, for my new mentees, um, I get them to talk about their role, so that so that I develop a better understanding of uh, how they see it, what they currently do, and then adjust the mentoring accordingly. And for the older ones, that's well, the older ones, the ones who have been in that their role for for much longer, I tend to do the same, but focus on strengthening and enhancing where they are. And the TNA outcome, the training the needs analysis, that, that's where it comes in really handy for both groups of, of, of mentees, because then we can use that to triangulate what we talk about. Thank
0: you. And Everton, how, how do you approach
2: it? Uh, my approach is to kind of, meet them halfway really Uh, as daisy said you know sometimes it's a a new inexperienced middle leader and sometimes it's the more established ones so i try and ascertain throughout conversation particularly in the first session just where they're at and then try and work it through in, in that way um I also like to be a bit provocative in the question and answering sessions. <laughs> yeah, you know. And um and and just to take a minute of your all your time to share one of my, I call it my success stories. Um, he was uh newly appointed, about six months, he was head of uh, the IT technical side of things. Uh the lockdown had just started, so it was 2020, and he said the colleges. Infrastructure and IT was creaking. He says it was ready to fall over, so he costed out, you know, what it would need. He said the the costings came to, I think it was seven hundred k. Yeah, he says it was an old system and needed replacing. Seven hundred k, and he was petrified of taking this to senior management. And I said, why? They've employed you to advise them. I said, so you take it to them and say it's going to cost seven hundred k. Here it is. And you explain it. I said, if they say we can't afford it, you've got to bring it down to 500, then that's what you do. But you start off at seven. The very next time I saw him, he had that biggest, broadest smile on his face. I said, go on then, tell me what happened. He said, they accepted it. I said, there you go. They accepted it because they brought you in to do a job. You have advised them and therefore remember that in the future don't you go skimming it down to the bare bones let the senior leaders tell you to do that you give them the right prize for the job and let them decide
0: good example thanks uh, thanks Ellison. so turning to the uh, the fla the focus learning activity or the project Ali, could you just tell us how you provide guidance to mentees about that yes
1: i I always start my introduction to the focus learning activity uh, by saying, "This is an opportunity. Don't look at it as a challenge. Don't look at it as um, something that's added on to the program. This is your opportunity to do something that you might have been doing already, or really want to to experiment with um, and use. Um, uh, this is a, your opportunity to do that and and get the most out of the framework which we've provided with the fla to make sure that the project is um planned organized and resourced in the way that you need it to be
0: a lot of nodding there from everton and daisy but moving to everton what sort of guidance do you provide everton
2: But very much the same and i perhaps stress the word it's your project um and 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 that came home one day when um one of my mentees came back to me on the next session and said um i did what you said i took it to my line manager and they said um yeah it sounds okay but really i want you to do this project on this i think that'd be a really good project so i just said look it's your project So you go back to the, (laughs) I did feel sorry for it. I said, you go back to your line manager and said, the mentor says it's my project and therefore this is what I want to do. Yeah. So the guidance is I do all the other stuff, of course, um, but I try to get across to them. Don't go out and try and do something academic, you know, keep it real because you will get a lot out of it and it won't be a chore to you. So that's the kind of approach I take with the guide.
0: There is quite a lot of um, comeback or feedback from delegates about whether it, whether something should be academic. Do I need to be using Harvard referencing and all of that? Of course we don't want that. Do we? we want we want a practical solution or action plan to, for a practical solution. So what is a real problem for them? Uh, an organization problem. So I'm absolutely right. Daisy, anything to add in terms of how you provide guidance?
3: Yeah, uh, all of the above, Kelly yeah. uh, uh, and Everton. And to add to that, um, I tried to get them, before they go to the line managers, I said, look, if your line manager is going to say you do project X instead of your project, why don't you outline? You know, use the template, outline your ideas, so that you are armed with uh, with a backup, I said that's why I'm doing it. That's what's driving it. That's what um, um, is how it's going to help me and the organization. So, so I find that approach really helpful, and also it gets them to focus on, as you said, the practical uh, implementation of, uh, of, of of their project. Some do it better than others. And the other thing that I'd like to add, uh, um, whilst we're talking on uh, talking about FLA, is. Uh, some of my mentees just don't know what they want to um, to work on. So I tend to give them um, some ideas, sources rather than ideas, sorry, sources. So I said, have a look at your quip, have a look at your the, the college uh, self-assessment um, uh, and, and quip. There might be something in there that uh, may take you a little bit out of your comfort zone because uh, Sometimes some of them, depending on where they are in their leadership uh, management stage, they do they want that challenge, they need that challenge. So, so sources of FLA, potential FLA, is um is uh, one of my approach for those who really don't know what areas to focus on.
0: That's that's really interesting to hear. Thank you, Daisy. And so um moving away from the FLA and to towards how delegates reflect upon their leadership practice. Everton, turn into you, could you tell us how you encourage delegates or participants to reflect about their leadership and management practices? I, I encourage
2: them to begin the process of putting away some time each week where that's their reflection time. Because it, I, I've said to them, I was doing it myself. I got seduced into thinking I never had enough time. I'm too busy to stop and think. I says, And in reality, I had time. I could make time. I'm in that position to do that. So I encourage them to either reflect alone or if somebody else can join them, especially if it's somebody else from the leading, from the middle program that that is also doing it, that they could try and find a common time where they can sit together and just talk and reflect about their their, their programs and their areas of work. So that, that's how I go about trying to get them to really put the effort in to make time to mm-hmm. reflect.
0: I know I know some of the modules that they they cover there is reference to how they might go about reflecting and, and developing those practices. And I know it's really important as mentors that you help them to do that. So, what steps do you take, Daisy, to to allow them to reflect?
3: Mm, that's a good point. Uh, my mentoring, the the three and a half hours also that that they that we have allocated with them, I divide mine into thirty minutes because it was not working for me in terms of setting setting aside an hour, and uh, and I found that if they I set aside the hour. They don't turn up, and then it impacts on on, on my own schedule. So, yeah. so six six and a half yeah six and a half to thirty minutes. I allow some of that time just to talk about. Tell me what's happening so far. Tell me how the course is going for you. The program is going for you, but from a leadership context, from your own leadership of the reflection. Some do, you know. Some are able to do it more than better than others. Some say, "Do you know what? I'm, I'm I'm happy with it. I'd rather we talk about my project or, or." But most of them do want to talk about how they're getting on with their with 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 their own enhancing, strengthening their leadership.
0: Kelly, yeah. anything to add in terms of encouraging reflection on leadership practice?
1: Yeah probably all all of what my colleagues have yeah, said yeah. Um, specifically um, Everton's point about making time and taking time out to as I said before one of the biggest i I've issues for um, challenges for my my managers and leaders are that they cannot find time to do things um, and when I talk to them about how they manage their time I ask them first of all to reflect on how they're using that time Um, and then think about where they can find some time to block out time for what I call a a meeting Um, because you would never um, not go to a meeting that's in your calendar so put a meeting in for yourself where you sit down and you do some time to reflect Um, and when they've tried that and kept that going. they found that to be really, really
0: useful. Do you think mentees find it difficult to sort of just sit down and say to themselves, I'm going to use this time to reflect? Do they know what to do when they're trying to reflect? That's a good point, Rob.
1: So with that, we, we then I, I then offer a structure which I use in my coaching um, for reflection, which is um, think about what what's happened, um, and what the um, so that's the what question, the so what question, which is so what does that mean to me? Um, yeah. And then the what next question, which is what am I going to do with it? So, what are my takeaways from that and how am I going to use it? So, with that little framework for them, um, it gives them something to do in their meeting.
0: Oh, that's that's good. Good. Any other points on reflecting? At the moment? Yeah.
3: Um that was very useful um sorry, uh, sorry, Everton, you could say something no, no, well I was, was, but
2: you carry on okay yeah,
3: that was a very useful tip from Cali from uh, from the get go way back and um yes. a, and uh, I've used it quite in fact, I still use it quite a lot um in in all my mentoring sessions because it yeah. it, it sets the sets the conversation very it gets them to leave the baggage at the door and focus be in that moment in that mentoring session in um that leadership reflection stage yeah so that's a good point I, I, and, good, and i will good. keep using it thank you
0: good and everton you wanted to add
2: something yeah yeah just to say that i, I point out to the mentees that they have a lot more power than they think they have yeah and they need to give themselves permission to take time out. And uh, I say to them, I know it's difficult because you've got a million and one things to do. It's like when half term comes around, I say to them, I understand the temptation to use half term to try and get ahead. I said, but you also need to, and taking on Daisy's point, you need to look after yourself as well, you know? So I understand that you've got 5 days for half term. I'm I said I'm good with you using one at least one of those days for work. I said but at least four or definitely 3 days should be about you and family and, and just chilling out because you it all starts again Monday morning. So it's important that you look after yourself because you're looking after your team.
0: Yeah, all all good advice and thank you for all of that. So we've quite rightly we've been focusing on the mentees because they are your wards, if you like, in the process of mentoring through and leading from the middle program. But I just wanted to conclude with yourselves as the mentors of of these people. What do you get out of it as a mentor? And if I could start with Daisy, please.
3: Right. What do I get out of it? It keeps me. Um, it keeps me grounded because. Uh, I think it's a privilege in a way, and I tell that to my mentee. It's a, it's a, for me it's a two way process. I get to meet with so many people from a range, diverse range of, of colleges. I do that in my inspection anyway, but it's a different setting, and um, it, it's such a, a a great position to be in to meet that a wide range of um, of, of um, people who are. Some have just started on their leadership. Some are a little bit further down the line. Each college, each provider is different, and um, to I think to be able to have that wealth of uh, and we talk about equality, diversity, and inclusion, but that wealth of um, of and a diverse wealth of uh, people from different uh, institutions, different colleges up and down the country, it. It gives me a rich, very, very rich and wealthy set of of um, information about EFI, about our leaders, and uh, in a way, as you well know, Rob, that's why I did my PhD in, in middle management, yeah. and uh, it, it further strengthened why, what I I do what I do because I really enjoy supporting those middle managers and at the same time, keeping up to date as to what's needed to ensure that at that level our FE workshop or workforce of middle managers are supported the best we can brilliant thank you
0: Daisy Kelly, Callie what do you get out
1: of it for me I'm I totally agree with everything that um Daisy said it's it's the, there's so much strength in that diversity and um and that knowledge I'm Self-employed. I'm freelance. I work as a coach and mentor, and and occasionally go into colleges and facilitate training. But it brings for me a community. It brings for me um, a greater understanding of what's going on for people in FE now, um, not eight years ago when I um, stepped back from it. Um, and and it also gives me um kind of like a, a sense of exactly what what's happening in in the here and now and the com the community um that it gives me gives me a lot of strength as well
0: excellent thank you finally everton what do you get out of the mentoring process
2: uh, it, it keeps me connected to fe and I, I, I don't ever want to lose that connection. Um, it, it gives me a buzz working with these people and the hope that I've helped to make a little bit of a difference for them by telling them about my journey and 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 telling them uh, and advising them about things that they can do for themselves and their team. And one of the other buzzes I get is when I hear that they've got promotion either internal or external. And I say, wow. And the amount, you know, I get those emails and Everton, guess what? You know, and it's such a buzz, but when I've been hopefully part of that journey and and the, the the mentees have openly said, you know, you've been part of that journey. You know, you advise me that sometimes they quote things back to me that I can't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) They do that to you as well.
0: Absolutely. it's really really heartening to hear that you know from your own points of view the effort that you're putting in as well as the mentees of course uh, there's some benefit and reward for yourselves that's great and I'm sure that uh, encourages you to continue doing this particular process that we're you know we're very pleased you do is there anything else anybody wanted to add at all about mentoring of uh, leading from the middle delegates at this point
2: um, I just want to say, you know, I I genuinely think, and I, I don't think it's because I'm biased, but I genuinely think this is a fantastic program, you know, and 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 FE needs this and any other program like it that can help our middle leaders because we all know that's the hardest gig going in that middle
0: leadership. Absolutely, thank you, Fraser. You were going to say something?
3: Yes. Oh. I was going to say that um, it like Everton said, it's so a it, big bias. It is a great little um, leadership uh, program. Um, and uh, made even more successful when the line managers are involved in um, from the get-go. And the support that the mentees get from us is and added that to their line managers, makes it even more successful much more productive for the for the mentees
0: thank you dave and kelly
1: i was going i was going to say um the the feedback i think from our mentees really speaks volumes in terms of what the program does um and much needed really much needed um when i've spoken to them about other programs that they maybe have have been on they haven't had as many takeaways. So I think it's I think it's that that makes the leading from the middle programme very different and very powerful.
0: Absolutely. And done, I think you, I agree with all of you. I think when you look at the feedback uh, that we've received in the past, um, where delegates talk about the various characteristics or elements of the programme, uh, the thing that comes out top of the list always is the mentoring. And, you know, although that's that's not the be-all and end-all of the programme, because there's a lot of, I suppose, information and stuff that we're trying to get across to those people, it clearly has a, a massive impact on um, encouraging them to continue to develop those leadership skills and abilities that we're trying to instil, and for them to start, if it is for the first time, that reflection process in terms of their own leadership and management within FE and skills. So thank you all very much indeed for your assistance with this. It's been a useful process to get some feedback um, from yourselves and as well as fulfilling this part of the contract in terms of the, the podcast. So Jack, you can stop recording now.